Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. I'm also the author of several books, including Decluttering at the Speed of Life. If you want the whole laid out clearly and logically and you know, with the use of extensive editing, <laughs> uh, process of decluttering and changing your mindset and all that, uh, that's where you should go decluttering at the speed of life. So you can find that wherever books are sold. Okay. This is podcast number 377. And I think I'm going to call it knowing the path when you can't predict the future. Y'all, those of us who struggle with clutter, those of us who tend more toward the messy and out of control home, when left to our own devices or when going naturally, our tendency, so I'm saying our speaking as one of those who tends to struggle with clutter, right? Like that is my natural tendency. My tendency is to want to predict the future. I want to keep stuff for future projects, things that I might want to do someday or things that I do want to do someday. And then something comes along my path that would be helpful in this situation of something I want to do in the future. Either I want to fix something. I want to create something. I think I might want to fix or create something. So for whatever future project, I want to keep stuff for that. I want to keep stuff for future scarcity. Like, what if I don't have this in the future? What if I can't find this exact thing in the future? What if I can't find this exact thing for this amazing price, which the most amazing price of all is free, right? That's part of my issue is that I was always wanting to bring stuff into my house simply because it was free. Because what if I wanted this in the future and it wasn't available to me for free anymore? Or what if it just wasn't available at all? Uh, keeping stuff for the future me that I'm going to be. I'm going to be this person in the future. I'm going to be crafty. I'm going to be resourceful. I am going to be prepared. I am going to be uh, maybe a different size or a different ability level to keep things under control. You know, I mean, like so many times when I would bring stuff into my house, back when my house was a complete disaster, I knew that I didn't have a place for it. I knew that my house was out of control, but I was thinking that I was going to be different in the future. I was going to be organized in the future, even though I never had been in my entire life as far as stuff goes. I was always very organized as far as getting things done and people put into the right, correct uh, path that they needed to be on, all that kind of stuff. That I was good at, but my house had never been under control, but I would bring things in thinking I will be organized in the future. I'm going to have to get organized, right? Like I'm not going to have a choice. And so I would just keep bringing things in for this future version of me who was going to be able to know what to do with this item, who was going to be organized and have a place for all this cool stuff that I had, right? But it resulted in bad things right? Like keeping all the stuff for the future, thinking I'm going to be ready for all the what ifs 
caused frustration because knowing the future isn't possible. Even when I'm so completely confident, y'all, I have young adult kids. Thankfully, I don't think any of them listen to this podcast. So if you do, it's not like I haven't said these things to y'all already anyway. But this phase of life in parenting, when I am not, I'm not the one making the decisions, right? But it's, it's trying to help the people in my life understand that as much as you may be so confident, you know, is what's going to happen or that, you know, what's going to happen. You don't, you don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. I mean, I'm 49. If there's one thing I'm confident of, it's that I never should have been so confident in the beginning. (laughs) And I say that going, it's good to be confident, right? Like it's good to, because sometimes that's what helps us get things done is we're like, no, I'm going to make sure this happens. But the longer that you live, the more you go, yeah, I mean, the one thing I know for sure is that things are going to change. And it's a hard thing to accept in life, but accepting it does a lot for my, uh, I'm not going to get into my own um, mental health stuff here, but I mean, like for my anxiety and stuff like that, right? Like I am, my anxiety is significantly better when I accept that things are going to change, right? Like that, that I can't control everything. So anyway, the more that we think we can predict the future, because it is not possible to predict the future, the more we think that we can, the more that frustration builds. Okay. And so many times that frustration causes me to think that I need more. So last week's podcast, I talked about moments when I have realized and have learned to recognize that actually I should be hesitating and decluttering instead of thinking I need more. But when I'm so focused on trying to predict the future, that's when I end up gathering more because I'm doing, I'm I'm trying to do something that's not even possible to do. And then it ends up backfiring and spiraling out and causing more disaster status in my home, right? Than I had before. So it doesn't work, right? It doesn't work to try to predict the future. When I am gathering things for predicting the future, then I don't end up using this stuff even that I did have because my house is so out of control, right? Like, so my house is, has so much stuff in it 
more stuff than could possibly fit usably, get toably, meaning the container concept, but also way over my own per- personal clutter threshold. I do not have the capability to keep that amount of stuff under control. And so then that stuff ends up getting wasted. And that then causes me to be even more frustrated and hopeless in my home. Okay. So, so gathering all this stuff for the future actually ends up negatively affecting the future. Like that's a guarantee. If I'm going to have more stuff than I personally can handle, if I'm going to have more stuff than could possibly fit in my house and my house stay under control, then that's going to negatively affect the future, right? So like that's a that's something I've learned now I can predict, right? Like if I'm going to try to keep more stuff in my house than I can physically or accepting my own, you know, what I can handle, I am guaranteeing that the future is going to be more difficult. Okay. All right. But what's the good news in this, right? Like I'm, I, that feels like I've just been giving you bad news today, right? <laughs> because the title of today's podcast is knowing the path when you can't predict the future. Um, because we can't predict the future. I've made that clear, right? Not that you didn't already know that. But it's something that I have to remind myself of because that's where I tend to go is gathering things for this future time. Uh, But what I've been talking about a lot lately is how focusing on the end goal of decluttering can make the distance seem too overwhelming. So if you are sitting in your home and you are living the reality of having gathered so many things for the future that you now can't live currently and it's not going to naturally sort itself out just because the future happens. If you're sitting in that mess and that clutter and you look at the eye candy pictures of a beautifully organized space and you think that's what I want, but this is what I'm sitting in, it becomes too overwhelming to even start because you're like the distance between that and this, I don't even know. I don't even know how to close that distance. I it, it isn't even possible. It's not even a thing, right? Like that, that is where our brain goes. And so that's one of the things I've really been focusing on a lot lately. I've been talking about a lot is this idea that it's more important to focus on going through the steps than on this end goal. Like you're going to make more progress in your home by focusing on the next thing to do than on focusing on this ideal that you wish you could achieve. Okay. So yes, those steps are so incredibly important, but I do want to talk about like the path is to go there. So, so the, the point of the path, the point of these steps that you're taking is for you to get to the home that is decluttered, to the home that is manageable to you, that you like, that you enjoy, all of that. Okay. So, so we are working on getting there, but we got to follow the path to get there. Okay. So, but, but there's so much power in both knowing that there is a path and in knowing what that path is, all right? So that it is no longer, yes, there is a huge distance 
between where you are now and what you want to be in the future as far as your home. Just looking at those two spots, too wide, too ambiguous, too much. But if you know the path between where you are now and where you want to be in the future, then it takes away that ambiguity, which then takes away that feeling of being overwhelmed. Okay. The path is still long, but you know what the path is and it no longer is as overwhelming because you know how to get there. Okay. So what is it that made me think of this? Y'all know I'm always taking random things from my life and going, okay, how am I working through this situation? Oh yeah. That makes me think about decluttering and what I've learned with decluttering. So the reason I'm thinking about this, okay, which is a little parallel thing here is my daughter is 17. How in the world did that happen? Y'all she was what she would have been probably six when I started this podcast, which is what in the world y'all anyway, um, I'm not going to think too hard about that, but she is in the midst of working on her national honor society. What do they call them? They call them events, but they're service hours. Okay. So she's got all these service hours to do. I'm not, okay. Some of y'all are probably, I mean, guaranteed there are national honor society sponsors in this listening audience. Why? Because the people who listen to this podcast tend to be highly intelligent people and also very service oriented in their communities. So I bet you some of y'all could probably give some details here. I don't remember having to do, I don't think she has like 34, 40 something hours a year of the service hours. I don't remember that kind of stuff from when I was in National Honor Society. It was kind of like, oh, you're in great. Okay. I can see value in it, right? I get it. But it becomes this hugely overwhelming thing. Like it is, especially for those students who are really involved in school already. So all these school events where other kids are getting their service hours, they're actually like performing in or whatever. So anyway, that's a little frustration as a mom. But so she gets overwhelmed by how in the world am I going to get to do this? Like, other kids did got all their hours by working in concession stands and taking tickets at football games and all that kind of stuff. And I was, you know, she was doing um, her dance team during that time. And so it wasn't a possibility for her. So it's like, here we are, she's been going, 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 and we're at the end of the year. And she's got to get these events in for her to get to, you know, stay in National Honor Society. Anyway, so it is overwhelming. Just like you're decluttering, just like going from, oh my goodness, I don't even know what in the world, you know, is going on here. And my house is a disaster. I want it to be a peaceful haven that I enjoy. I don't even know how to get from here to there. It's it's too much. It's very overwhelming. Okay. It is overwhelming. The The time crunch is real. Okay. For her, like we are down to crunch time school is going to be out before too terribly long. Just a reminder for y'all who don't know this, but you know, I do take summers off. I don't podcast in the summer. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that when I come back after the summer break, it'll just automatically end up in your podcast feed. Right. Okay. But so I'm just saying like the busyness is real. The time crunch is real. The lack of excitement about doing the things is totally real. The goal is good but it is overwhelming to look at it. Okay. But, but what are, what's one of the first things that I give as advice in decluttering? Look 
look, always look. I hear from people all the time who say that right there was the thing for me to remind myself how important it is to look, look, always look. So what do I mean when I say that? Well, when you look at a cluttered space, you, and I'm saying you, okay. I'm, I, when I look at a cluttered space, it is too much. It's too overwhelming. There's no way. Okay. I've probably tried before on that. And so I look at this space and I think, I, uh, I just can't, I want to shut the door. But one of my biggest decluttering strategies is to force myself to just look, no commitment looking. Okay. So before we actually, you know, sometimes we're like, well, you just got to get in there and do it. Yes, you do. But if you can't make yourself get in there and do it, what is something that you can do? I can make myself look with zero commitment and say, I'm just going to look and see what it is. So what was the first thing we did for her? I said, count up how many hours you have already done. Let's just, let's count them up. You know, maybe we're not going to be able to reach the goal. I'm not saying at this point, I am not pushing, pushing, pushing. We got to get this done. I knew what process we were going through here. But I said, just count up the hours that you've already done. Okay. And then let's do the math and figure out, okay, how many hours do you have left? Then let's look at the events that are even possibly available for you that are already on the schedule that are not already full of people who, I shouldn't say it, but you know, all the nerds who like sign up the minute, y'all, there are kids taking hours. I shouldn't say this, should I? According to her, there are kids taking hours who already have all their hours. And I'm like, okay, come on, y'all. Let's let the ones who've been doing all their extracurriculars, curriculars, whatever that word is, all year get theirs in too. But anyway, but let's just look, let's just do the math and say, these are the things that are available. These are the things that you've already done. This is how many hours you need. What are the possibilities? Okay. So that's a non-committal thing. That's the point of the look, look, always look when we're talking about clutter. There is something about saying, I am just going to assess the situation. I am not making a plan yet. I am not making any decisions yet, but I need to know what's going on, right? Like I need to know what I'm dealing with. Because as long as I don't know what I'm dealing with, it is too overwhelming and I freeze and I just don't do anything. Meanwhile, it gets more and more overwhelming to me the longer I go without knowing, you know, it just builds in my mind. And sometimes I miss out on opportunities, right? Like I had some opportunities where I could have moved ahead. This is where the analogy falls apart, right? Like the parallel is not complete. She has a deadline. You don't have a deadline. Maybe you do. Maybe somebody's showing up at your house on some certain day. But like in general with your home, you don't have a deadline, okay? But lost opportunities to have done something during the time where you were just feeling so overwhelmed that you couldn't do anything, we can solve some of that by this whole look, look, always look, okay? Force yourself to look with zero commitment just to say, I am going to see what is in this space. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. 
That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Spring is arriving, and with the change of season, it may be time to upgrade your wardrobe. Because our closets are a defined space, a container, it's nice to give priority space to high-quality items that you love. Quince makes high-quality possible. They carry high-end products at great prices. Things like organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. My son got so much use out of the down puffer vest I ordered for him this winter. So now I'll be looking at Quince for sundresses for myself for summer. Quince partners directly with top factories, which cuts out the cost of the middleman. That means more savings for us. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash clean for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash clean to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash clean. Even if, and I'm not trying to trick myself, even if I just look and say, okay, what, what is actually in here? All right. I've got my grandmother's China and I've got my box that I've never opened since college that I packed up for my apartment, my last apartment there. Okay. I've got the crafty stuff that I bought when my son, who's now 21, when I was gathering all these cool ideas for what I was going to do in his baby nursery. Okay. I've got that. All right. Okay. Now 
the way you should declutter, and I'm saying should as if it was somebody else looking on going, why is this so hard for some people? (laughs) I'm saying, you know, some people, or you might feel like other people would say, if you're looking at this, that you should be able to look in there and go, he's 21 now. That's not going to happen. Get rid of that. Oh, this, um, what were the other things I, what were the examples I gave? My grandmother's China. You know what? I, we never eat off China. So I'm going to get rid of this. Okay. We're not doing that with the look, look, always look. We are literally giving ourselves permission to say, I'm just going to know what's in here. That's it. I'm just going to know. I'm just going to know, even if I don't do anything with it. Of course, the goal is to do something with it at some point, right? Like, of course it is. But I'm not making that commitment the first time I open it. The only commitment I'm making is to face reality as far as looking. I'm just going to know what's in this space. And then I've been successful at what my goal was, right? My, My goal was to look. I did that. I can close it up. And then I go on and it's no longer this ambiguous, daunting pile anymore. It's very specific, definite things. And now I know, and my brain is starting to adjust. And so now it's not, oh, what's in there? Okay, my grandmother's china. Okay, the next time I open it up, it's, okay, there's my grandmother's china. Yeah, I've known that was in there for the last three days or two hours or four weeks or five months or whatever. Since I did my look, look, always look, I've known what's in there. Yeah, actually, um, I think I'm get ready to get rid of this or, or, oh, yeah, okay. All right, I'm ready to ask, where would I look first for my grandmother's china? I would look first in my china cabinet. Okay, let me take it there right now. Oh, my china cabinet has my own china from when I got married. And okay, I'm not willing to get rid of my own china to keep my grandmother's china that I didn't really like. And I don't think she even used it because I have no memories of it. All right, I'm gonna get, you know, like, I'm ready to start going through that decluttering process, asking myself the decluttering question, where would I look for this first? Dealing with the reality when I take it there now, I'm ready to do that because it's not also combined with, I had no idea what I was going to be facing in here, but I was pretty sure it was going to be awful. See what I'm saying? So I've taken a lot of that out. So I'm just fact-based at first, okay? So we set out the path. We went through all the dates to see what was possible, Another thing that's not parallel in your situation is you don't have to come up with a huge plan before you get started, right? The plan is my decluttering process. I have my five-step progress and only progress. Progress is guaranteed if you will follow it. No mess decluttering process, okay? You have the steps. I have already set out the path for you. For her, once she set out the path, then she was able to go, okay, all right, now we know, we know what the situation is. We know how many hours you need. We know what's, what events are available. And then we set out the path and we said, okay, uh, these are the ones that I can do. And I'm going to go ahead and put them on the calendar. We put them on the calendar. And then she knows that it is possible to achieve her goal. And we talked about it a few days later. I was like, so how are you feeling about the, all the NHS stuff? She said, you know, I said, I'm okay now. She said, it's a lot, but now that I know it's actually possible, I'm like, eh, okay, I'll do it. And I'm telling you, it changed the whole, I guess we didn't do this last year. So I'm, don't anybody think I have it all together, right? But I know last year we were in the same situation. 
All right. And last year it was uh, everything that she had to go do was like, uh, part of that was not knowing if this was even going to be worth it. Now I realize that looking back now that she knows and we've laid out and she said, this is possible if I will do these things. Now she's able to get going. Okay. So again, it's not parallel and that you don't need to know how everything's going to go before you get started, but you do know because you have the five-step no mess decluttering process. Okay. Which if you ever want a copy of those steps, that's printable. You can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash five F-I-V-E. And there I have, you can sign up for the newsletter and, and immediately print off, um, that five-step process. But so you can see through the process. Yes, it is possible to declutter if I will just follow these steps. Knowing that makes it worth it to get started, right? Like saying, okay, the five steps of her process are, okay, again, you can get this printable there at, at slobchemsclean.com slash five. Okay. So I know that if I will deal with the trash, which is step one, I will move the easy stuff to its already established home, that's step two. Okay. I know that if I will pull out the duh clutter, okay. I know that if I'll do those three non-emotional things, then I will have removed everything that was non-emotional and decision-free. And I'll only be down to the things and I'll only be asking questions about the things I actually need to ask questions about. So that's step four. I'm going to ask myself item by item, one thing at a time. If I needed this item, where would I look for it first? I'm going to answer that question with instinct. And then I'm going to take it there now so that I know for sure, I know ahead, go, ahead of time going into this, if I will follow these steps, then I am not going to end up in a situation where I'm worse off than I was before I started, right? Like I'm never going to create a bigger mess because I'm going to go ahead and do this so that if I get distracted, when I get distracted, I've only made progress, right? I'm going to take it there now. I'm going to face the reality of that situation by either pulling something out that can be a duh donation or an easy uh, or a, a trash item in order to create the space for this item. Or I'm going to realize, you know what? Actually, there's no room for it. I don't think I need it. And I'm going to stick it in the donate box. Okay. And then if I can't answer that question, I know exactly what to do. If I can't answer the question, where would I look for this first? Then I know that I need to ask myself the question, if I needed this, would it occur to me that I already had one? And I'm going to stick it in the donate box. I'm going to, it's basically just a reality check when you can't answer, if I needed this, where would I look for it first? Okay. And then I know that at that point, when I'm down to only the things that I would look for in this space, and this space is still messy, it's still too much, then I know that I'm going to implement the container concept. I am going to embrace the realities of this space. The space is finite. There's only so much room in it. And so I know that this is how I'm going to make everything actually work is by implementing the container concept. And I know that the way to do that is the first part of the implementing the container concept is to consolidate, put like items together, put the spoon rests with the spoon rests, even though I've gotten rid of my spoon rests, but you know, put the serving utensils with serving utensils. Oh, okay. Well, I can consolidate even more and put the, um, bamboo spoons, stir, you know, stirring, stirrer spoons, whatever together. I can put the ladles together. I can, oh, wow. I know that by doing that, by putting all my ladles together, then I'm going to know how many ladles I have. 
where when it's an ambiguous mess, I know that I grab a ladle every time I go down that aisle at any store, whether it be Walmart or Tuesday morning or whatever. I always grab a ladle because I always need a ladle, right? But I know that I'm going to solve that problem. I'm going to deal with this ambiguous, I'm pretty sure I have a ladle, ladle, <laughs> ladle obsession. Uh, I'm going to solve that problem. That's part of the process is putting those like things together as this part, first part of the fifth step. And therefore, when I see that I have 17 ladles, I'm like, you know what? I actually don't need 17 ladles. I need one. Mama keep two or three just because I'm me and I can get rid of the other 14 or 15, right? So that knowing that the process will take care of this allows me to just move forward on the process. Knowing that even after I have consolidated, if things, and it didn't just make itself obvious and let me get rid of enough that I'm just like, okay, well, I know what to do now. I know to remove my least favorite until it all fits comfortably, get toably, usably in this space. Okay. So I know it's going to work out in the end because there is a process. I now know what to do next. It's clear and it's obvious what to do next, because there is a five-step process. And that five-step process is going to take me to where I want to be. Okay. So it makes it worth it to start. That's the hardest part, right? It makes it worth it to keep trudging. Trudge is a great word. And it is one of those words that just sounds the way that I feel when I'm decluttering. Oftentimes it's like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep moving. I'm just going to keep working because I know this is how I get to that goal that I'm going toward. The problem so many times before for me was that I didn't know the decluttering process because I hadn't, you know, created it yet. (laughs) But it's one of the reasons why some people are like, well, yeah, that's just what I do. People who this is natural for them. I mean, they don't, lay it out in the five steps necessarily the way that I do, but I didn't know what to do. I just knew that it was overwhelming. I just knew that I would probably never get there because I never had before. I just knew I'd never been successful at it before. And so I just didn't know, but y'all, I still follow this process, right? Like I have come so far in my house and I still followed this process because I know that it will get me to where I want to go. Okay. Having the process, knowing the process makes it worth it to keep going even when it's not fun, right? Because I'm like, okay, this, I'm not enjoying this part of the process, but I know that it is the process and therefore it is necessary, right? So like with my daughter, some of these events, she enjoys some of this, these events she really does not enjoy, but she knows this is the path. This is the path to getting done what I need to get done to accomplish the goal that I need to accomplish. Okay. So even though the last step wasn't that great, I know what the steps are. And so I'm going to keep on going. She'll just go to the next event because she's like, Hey, this is how I check the things off the list and get the goal accomplished. It makes it worth it to know what to do when you miss something. Like, cause 
things are not always going to go great, right? Like things are, you're going to get distracted. You're going to come back. You're going to think you were at step. Okay. I think I was ready to start asking the decluttering questions. And then you start to realize, wait a minute, I never did all the easy stuff. There's a bunch more easy stuff in here than I realized, or I stopped in the middle of the easy stuff step or whatever. You know what to get back to y'all. The reason I have the five-step process is for myself And yes, it gets me started. Yes, it lets me know what to do. And it brings me back to the path I was supposed to be on. When I, it's not that I don't start to get off track, that I don't start to get overwhelmed, but it always brings me back to the path because I'm like, wait a minute, wait, I am off. Where was I? Okay. Under the trash is, oh, that's right. I actually never purposefully looked for duh donations. I'm going to do that. Oh, wow. I made a huge immediate impact or small immediate impact on this space and it was worth it. Okay. So it works this way in decluttering. I know the goal is daunting, but we're taking predicting the future out of this process. Remember, I don't have open-ended questions. I don't ask myself things like, will I ever need this? Could I ever use this? How do I feel about, I don't ask myself those questions because that's me predicting the future, which is not possible. But I know if I follow the steps, I will get to where I want to be in the future, which is ultimately a home that's under control, things that I know what I have and I know where it is and I can easily access it and I can easily put it back. Okay. I know what has to be done to get to where I want to go. I know that doing these things, the whole process, that they are going to get me there. So what are the things? Again, trash. Whether it's fun, whether it's exciting, that doesn't matter. It just has to be done. Like if this space is going to be under control, if my living room or my linen closet are going to be under control and ever at this point that I have envisioned in my wished for future, there can't be trash in it at that point, right? So the trash has to be done. So following this step of the trash gets me started, gives me something to do, and it has to be done anyway. Okay. I know that that is the path to getting where I've, I've, identified it. And some people like, you have to be told that those are my favorite. Honestly, those are my favorite negative reviews on my books is when people will say, do people actually need to be told (laughs) to throw away trash? And I'm like, yes, yes. Some people need it also to be talked about endlessly in podcasts as well, right? Welcome to the club if you're one of those people, because that like, yes, it needs to be identified. Otherwise, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get to more important stuff. I'm going to deal with more important stuff. But if I don't throw away the trash, it can never actually be decluttered, right? So I have to know that's the path. I need to have identified that easy stuff is a step in the process. Procrasticlutter specifically. Procrasticlutter is stuff that doesn't feel like actual clutter because it's just something I need to do. It's clothes that need to be folded and put away. It's dishes that need to be put away. It's mail that needs to be gone through, whatever. It's just stuff I've been putting off because I feel like, oh, I should spend my time making these really hard decisions. But knowing that it is a step in the process, it is a marker on the path. It is the path itself. I'm like, okay, well, then I'm willing to do it. This is how I'm going to get to where I want to get. 
this is how I'm going to get to where I need to go. I've got to deal with the procrastinate clutter. I know it's a step on the path. Therefore, I'm willing to do it. Okay. And I'm able to do it. Every time I do those things, it makes a difference. Every time I deal with trash, every time I deal with procrastinate clutter, I am a little bit further down the path. And the distance to where I want to go is a little bit shorter. And I start to realize there's joy all along the path, right? Like, my house is better for every single step that I take along this path, which means it was worth it to do what I did in the past, which means it's worth it to keep going, right? Taking it there now and one item at a time, I know that these are steps in the process. I know this is how the process works. One item at a time, each item having a final decision made about it and then being taken to its final home, that decision, you know, acting on that decision. I know this is a step in the process. I know this is part of how I am going to get to my final destination. And therefore I'm willing to do it. Knowing that things aren't actually decluttered until they're given a real home or out of the house means that I understand why this path works, how this path works. So it's also the same with the basics, right? When I say basics, I'm talking about, you know, basic habits that are the things that ultimately changed my home. So I'm huge on decluttering. Decluttering is my thing, right? Like it is the thing that has changed my house more than anything, but also equal to that. So I just said more than anything, but now I'm going to say equal, whatever. It's the truth. Equal to that is focus on routines, focus on the basics, the things that were so basic that I didn't think it made any sense to focus on them until my house was under control. Like a lot of times I think of them as maintenance, right? So focus on these things, these basic things, and then that will have a huge positive impact on your home. What are those things? Well, I'm going to just give you the two most basic ones. And that is, those are, sorry, doing the dishes every day or almost every day. Okay. And doing a five minute pickup every day or almost every day or four times a day, whatever. But five minute pickups and dishes, those are the things. I know that my house getting out of disaster status, the path to that is dishes and five minute pickups. Laundry too, yes. But laundry is a routine to tackle more project based for those people like me, I do a laundry day, okay, in case you're new around here. But as far as like, what can I do right this second? And accomplish the thing I need to do to move me down that path, it's dishes and five minute pickups. Okay. Those are the things that will get and keep my house out of disaster status. So it's worth it to do the dishes when everything is in disaster status. I don't need to feel overwhelmed. I just need to do the dishes because doing the dishes is the thing. It's the path. Okay. Like I know the path to my house, not being a disaster is to have my dishes done. So I need to do my dishes. I know the path to have my house not be a disaster is for me to do a five minute pickup. Okay. So I'm going to do a five minute pickup, a real actual five minute pickup. And I'm going to do another one tomorrow or the next day or both hopefully. And that is how I'm going to do this. I know that is the thing. Now, part of, partly, you know it because you hear me say it, 
But even better than that is when you know it because you experience it. You do the dishes and you go, oh, wow, my house does feel significantly less overwhelming. Oh, dishes math is real. I'm experiencing what she's been saying on the podcast all these years, which is that one day's worth of dishes is 15 minutes. Two days worth of dishes is an hour. Three days worth of dishes is hours of work. Okay, yes, my perception of doing the dishes and how long it was going to take is incorrect. And I now know that because I have done the dishes three days in a row. So the first day I was catching up, but then the second day and the third day, I was done in barely any time at all. And how do I know this? Because I did it, right? First, I knew it because Dana said it on the podcast. Now I know because I did it. Now I understand this is the path. This is the path. And as you do those things, then you start to realize, oh, it frees up time. I thought I didn't have time to do this stuff. And instead, when I do the dishes every day, and it's only 10, 15 minutes, it actually frees up time and greatly affects the rest of my house. Somehow, some way it does. I know I've gone into more analysis of that in other podcasts, but that right there is key. Okay. Those five minutes are going to make an impact when I do my five minute pickup. Okay. I know that's how I'm going to keep things out of disaster. I know that the five minute pickup is going to be even more effective when I use any time that I do have to declutter using the five-step decluttering process. Okay. So this knowing what the path is achieves what I always wanted from trying to know what the future was going to hold, right? Like I wanted to know what the future was going to hold that just backfired. But instead to say, okay, here's the path. And I know if I'll follow this path, my house will get and stay under control. Then having that path, that was what actually changed my home. Okay. And I do think it's important to talk about the swap a little bit. So, you know, there were um, some events that my daughter really, really wasn't excited about either because they didn't sound fun or because they were ones she'd done in the future and she knew they were uh, less exciting and less fun than some of the other ones. So, so we went ahead and we put them on the calendar. We're like, these things have to be done. But then other things came along and it was like, oh, you can bring a dessert for this teacher luncheon and that counts as an event. Well, all of a sudden the motivation to bring a dessert was incredibly high. Cause it was like, well, if I'll do that, then I don't have to do this hot and sweaty gross event that I don't want to do down the line. Okay. The swap is key, but it only makes sense when you know what the path is. Okay. When you know how to go, when you know that dishes are the key to everything to, to, to your house staying under control. When you know that dishes are the key, then it's like, okay, well, it is so worth it to me to wash this single dish right here, right now, because that means it's something I don't have to do in the future when I have to do the dishes anyway, because the dishes have to be done on a daily basis. So like, it's worth it to me to go ahead and stick things in the dishwasher because they're going to have to go in the dishwasher anyway, because they have to run through the dishwasher if my house is going to stand or control. Or if I'm hand washing, it is worth it to me to go ahead and quickly scrub the pan 
that I used to make my grilled cheese sandwich and the plate that I used so that I am no further behind for having, you know, made my lunch today. So like that right there, knowing what the path is means that I can find the places to scoot ahead on the path. Oh, wow. I can identify the power of bringing a dessert because that means that's something I don't have to do later. That's an event I don't have to, you know, hot and sweaty event I don't have to do. So all these things, knowing what the path is means that the quick and easy tricks that are actually going to be helpful and effective, now they make sense, right? Like, oh, okay, where before when other people would say, oh, well, if you just wash this, if you just wash the the dish that you, you know, used for your lunch, then that'll keep your house under control. And when you're looking at just countertops covered in dishes and you're like, I'm sorry, why would that make any difference? Okay. It's the same thing with the whole one in one out. You know, my whole story <laughs> that goes along with the container concept is I, I can remember the lady at this mom's group you know, referring to, oh, just one in, one out when you get something new. And I'm thinking, I'm picturing my sock drawer and I'm like, what good would that do? What good would the swap do? It's too much. It's too overwhelming as it is. So why are you acting like that is going to be helpful to me when my sock drawer won't close anyway? So why would I one in, one out? But then knowing, oh, the container concept. Oh, if I only have the amount of socks that will easily fit in my drawer. If I have decluttered my least favorite until I'm down to the point where I only have what will easily fit and I can close that drawer and get to what I need, then all of a sudden the swap makes sense, right? So the opportunity to get a little bit ahead on the path makes sense once I know what the path is. Okay. All right. I hope that this has been a little teeny tiny bit helpful. (laughs) Just another reminder that uh, I do, I mentioned it earlier, but I do take summers off. And so make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast wherever you happen to listen to podcasts, because I will be back. I'll be back in August, mid to late August. And I don't want you to forget about me, right? You can always go back and listen to other ones uh, before, but just make sure that you have subscribed so that you don't miss out on that. And uh, just a reminder too, that our Patreon group is lovely and a wonderful way for you to like continue this conversation that you feel like we have every week here through the podcast. You can have that in real actual conversations within the group uh, if you become a patron of the show. So if you want to know more about doing that, you can go to Patreon dot com slash a slob comes clean. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash a slob comes clean. Okay. All right. I mean, I still will be here another couple of weeks, right? But I just want to start because I always have people who are like, what happened? What, what happened? I'm like, I've been telling y'all every single week. Okay. All right. I will talk to y'all later. Bye.